Hello, and welcome to The Truth Will Not Be Silenced, the show that allows people to be seen, to be heard, and to be human. I'm your host, Melissa Woodfork White. In today's episode, we will talk about the impact of social work with Taisha Bryant. Sharing our stories allows us to be seen, to be heard, and to be human. There will be a special surprise at the end of the show. Be sure to listen all the way through for the details. Our special guest today is Taisha Bryant. She is a licensed master social worker, author, and founder, CEO of We Have a Purpose, Inc. Walk, a nonprofit organization that provides prevention and intervention services to at-risk families. Taisha received her bachelor's degree in social work from Florida A&M University in 2014 and her master's degree in social work from Troy University in 2017. She is the owner of Resilient Family Wellness, LLC, a coaching and consulting company that specializes in in parenting and emotional distress. Taisha is a native of Pittsview, Alabama. She is a wife and a mother. Taisha is going to share with us about the impact of social work. Hi, Taisha. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me. It is my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Let's go ahead and get right into it. What is social work and its impact of helping and assisting those in need? You are the professional, so we want you to give us that professional definition, break down its impact for us. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So a social worker, it is very, very, very diverse. Um, I'm going to give you some textbook definitions at first, if that's okay. Yes. And then I will tell you what social work is in a nice little nutshell. So social work is a practice-based profession that promotes social change, development, cohesion, and empowerment of people and communities. I know those are a lot of words, but um, the impact of social work goes beyond just, just helping people in need. We go from promoting our core values of compassion and service to others to framing research within the field, to informing policies. We also actively address and stand up for human rights and social injustice. We strengthen individuals, people, and the communities to try and give a voice for those who are voiceless. So that's what the textbook definition of social work is. Um, Social work is heart work. Not hard work, but it's hard work. In order to be a social worker, you must first have a heart for the people. You have to have a heart for change. You have to be able to stand up for what's right, even when it hurts and it feels unjust. That's what social workers are. There are three types of social work practices. We have micro level, meaning that one-on-one individual um type of social work where we help them cope with whatever situations they are enduring. We have the mezzo level social workers, which works with groups instead of just individual clients. Then we have the macro level, which leads social change in a large scale Mm -hmm. um, through organizing, policy planning, change, and administration. So as you can see, social workers do a little bit of everything. Um, And just some examples of the fields that social workers 
play in. I know a lot of times when we hear the word social workers, we like to feel that um, we just take people kids. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to tell people quite often, especially with it being social work month, I say we do more than take people kids. As long as I've been a social worker, I've never had to take someone child, but I have worked in the school systems. I have worked closely with Department of Human Resources. I've worked with the at-risk youth. I've worked with juvenile justice. I've worked dealing with individuals who are elderly. I've worked in a apartment complex with low-income individuals. I've seen the social workers send referrals from um, the hospitals and those who are vulnerable, such as individuals dealing with um, HIV or AIDS or cancer, even down to our veterans. So we are very, very diverse in those who are looking to make dynamic changes in our education system, in our communities. That's where you see the social workers. You see us in every arena of employment, anything you can think of. Um, we are there, whether we are on the scene or behind the scene, mm-hmm. we are there and our voices are definitely heard in every aspect of social work. All right. I love how you said social work is heart work. Yes. And so <laughs> that right there, that is going to stick with me and hopefully the audience for a very long time. Social work is heart work. I also like how you share that you're not just about taking or breaking families apart, but you are about supporting families, individuals, and communities on the whole. So you touched on how, you know, you provide social work for disabilities, life-threatening diseases, You also provide for social problems like inadequate housing, unemployment, substance abuse, and then for families that have serious domestic conflicts involving child or spousal abuse, which is what most people associate with social work. (laughs) So I love the fact that you were like, no, we also help the disabled. We also help those that are dealing with life-threatening diseases. And we also help to provide housing, unemployment, and um, those that are dealing with some type of substance abuse. That right there is key to dis- dismantle the um, perceptions of what social work is and what a social worker does. That is, thank you for that. You're Leading welcome. us into the next question, Taisha. <laughs> Why did you become a licensed master social worker? Tell us your story. Wow. So I've always wanted to be someone that helps others. Um, My mom, she's been a nurse in the nursing field. She's a phlebotomist for over 20 years. And I've always like, I want to help. I want to help. But I don't like blood throw up and all of that. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't want that part. My heart, my, my stomach can't take it. So it's like, okay, I want to do something. I remember growing up, um, I actually had cousins who were dealing with the the loss of a, a father. Um, DHR, DHR actually involved in their lives, trying to figure out where they're going to be placed. And I saw the struggle that they went through. And I was like, this system needs to be changed because some of the things they're going through, like, that's crazy. And I was young. I'm talking 11, 12 years old, young. Um, just wanting to be there to help them. 
I knew that this was along the line of my career, but I didn't want to be the one to have to take the kids because that's what I saw. Um, It wasn't until I became pregnant at 13 and I went to the doctor and the lady that I had to see before seeing the doctor, she gave me all of these resources. She told me what everything was going to look like as far as this doctor's appointment, this appointment with WIC, how to get um, daycare for my child once I get it, if I needed counseling. She was there to help walk me through those different things. She also offered my mom that support as well. And I said, Mama, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. What What did you go to school for again? And she was like, well, I'm a social worker. I was like, yes, that's it. So along my journey of being a teen mom, I entered this program called Tears that came to the high school. And I saw where they were actually come to the school every week and we would have like these real live conversations that we don't have at home from life skills to um, sex education, um, drug prevention, the whole nine yards. And I wanted to meet the CEO because they was changing out the staff. And I was like, I need to see who's responsible. And lo and behold, (laughs) she came down. We had this long conversation. I started volunteering. I became a peer specialist. And then eventually I gained full employment. And when I went to school to get my social work degree, I did go to the number one HBCU in the nation and go Rattlers. Well, you know, <laughs> I disagree. Howard University, go Bison. You want to put it? I had to come up in there. I got to represent the only. <laughs> see, 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 there you go. Be good. Taisha, be good. Okay. We're going to be good. We're going to okay. be good. But yes, go Rattlers. Um, <laughs> um, while they're getting my bachelor's in social work, I um, interned at this village where they worked with the youth who just needed that intervention from getting those shoplifting um, charges and things of that nature. And I was like, hey, that's what I want to do. So I took everything that I've gone through in life, everything I've seen from my parents divorcing to being homeless to being a teen mom. And seeing my cousins go through what they went through and seeing my mom trying to get my sister um, out of jail and making sure she didn't have charges, I knew I wanted to be that person to make a difference. So that's how We Have a Purpose was established um, in my love for social work. I didn't want to be just sitting at a desk all day. I want to work on all three levels. I'm able to do micro, I'm able to do meso, and I'm able to do macro. So after I'm done talking to you to see what your issue is, now I'm going to go find this group over here to put you to be a part of. And while doing that, I'm going to make sure I have you some resources. So when you leave here, you can remember who did I say for you to go to to get these different resources. Let me link. Let me be your voice when you don't really know what to say or you don't know the right number to call. Let me be that person for you. So. That's what We Have a Purpose is all about, my nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. So it all just really came back full circle to um, to life and just that hard work. First of all, thank you for sharing that. You are a teen mom at 13. Yes. You had a (laughs) positive um, experience with a social worker that was helping you. That means someone who listens and someone who's not judgmental. Yes. And I think that um, in doing your line of work, 
Not only do you have to have a heart for it, but you have to be a good listener and you cannot pass judgment in trying to help people in their situations because however they got there, that's not what you're there for. You're there to help them for where they are now to get them to where they need to be. And that takes heart listening and not passing judgment. Go ahead, Taisha. Absolutely. Because you said it, we meet them where they are Mm -hmm. and we look at the person in their environment. We don't just look at, well, well, she got pregnant at 13. No, I need to know about her whole environment. I need to know who's her support system. I need to know what's next for her. Mm-hmm. So all of that is, it makes up who I am. It makes me the resilient one, mm-hmm. everything that I've gone through. And with resilient, I decided to become a life coach, a therapeutic life coach, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, um, they shone away from being going to a therapist or going to seek counseling. Yes. So you know what? I'll be a therapeutic life coach because I'm able to use all of my education, all of my expertise and still pour back into others. That's how Resilient Family Wellness was born, mm-hmm. where I actually provide that parenting coaching. I provide that emotional distress coaching for individuals who's been involved in a car accident. Mm-hmm. So literally my entire life and everything I've gone through, it was all for God's glory and for me to have a purpose in helping others. So with this month being March and March is Women History Month, it's Social Work Month, it's my birthday month. This month is definitely so, so special to me as an author where I was able to give that resources to parents through Imperfectly Perfect, Three Steps on the Parenthood Journey. My story, my voice will not be silenced because I told my story over regret. So there are so many things I don't mind sharing the things that I've gone through because I know it will help someone else. Yes, someone may be judging. It may be the tea for someone, but for other people, it's a testimony. And I'm okay with it. I I am okay with it. (laughs) I I am okay with it. The so, tea for some, but a testimony for others. I like yes, that. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, well, ma'am. Can you can you share? You also shared with us about how you were homeless, and that has also yes. played a part in you being the social worker that you are today and being yes, able ma'am. to help others. Can you share a little bit of that with us? Sure. It is. It is. Is a very. It was a very minute part of um, my life and the things we gone through. It was that transitioning from seeing my mom helping others where she went without so others could have. And it kind of put us in a a situation that was very temporary, but I, we experienced that. Um, Was that before or after your divorce? It was after. Okay. Yeah. My, uh, my mom and dad, they were, they were not together during this time. Um, So, and it was more so, of a process that we had to go through versus sleeping in our cars, not having, and things of that nature. Yes, we had somewhere to lay our head. We had shelter, we had food, we had the things that we needed, but it wasn't ours. Yeah. So a lot of people can look at homeless in multiple ways. It it can be looked at as, you know, sleeping on the streets, sleeping in your cars, having to live in shelters, but God, we didn't have to go through all of those things. Mm-hmm. We had family. We had that support system. And like I stated, it wasn't for 
a long period of time. It was a very short period. Just a but transition. We had to yes, but we had to go through that process. Gotcha. And it was all to get me now looking back on it, not only me, but, you know, those who were with me in that space. Um, it wasn't until I became older where I was like, dang, we were homeless, huh? Because it, it, it didn't feel like it. <laughs> right. But by definition, we have to start calling a thing a thing. And that thing was that. Yes. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that because there are multiple levels to being homeless. You know, everybody that's on the street is not out there for the same reason, same circumstance mm -hmm. or situation. And so that's where you come at with the heart, the listening and not being judgmental. And even though mm -hmm. it was a transitional period from you, from when your parents had divorced and your mom had to do everything on her own, it was a time period that had such impact on you that you're also doing that now in your profession. Thank you for sharing that with us. That, yeah. that is yeah. very powerful. <laughs> now, you. how does she, you already touched on this a little bit, but I want you to give us a little bit more information. How does sharing your story here today help others? Tell us about the current and future work of your businesses. Yes, ma'am. So my hopes today that me sharing my story will help someone push help them to keep going. Do not look at the situation you're in as just, I am in this moment. I want you to envision that you're at a, at an eye doctor and they put those, um, that lens over your face and they change. And that was like, it's this one. What about this one? What about this one? A or B. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to change the lens of the way we see things to get to that Thing where we can focus and it actually makes sense it may not be the best or the ideal but it's not what you can't see out of mm -hmm. so we have to begin to look at things in a different lens to just be able to get through and regardless of the situation that you're in I want you to remember that you will bounce back mm -hmm. you won't push it to the back you won't push it to the side and you won't shrink back you are going to move forward in everything that God has for you. You will walk in your purpose, live your life because everything that you've gone through, it is all wrapped up to make you this amazing person. And one day you'll be able to tell someone, Hey, I used to, but now because of this, I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. It all worked together for the good of those who love God and are calling according to his purpose. And I love that. I absolutely love that. And with Resilient Family Wellness, we are growing nationwide. Mm -hmm. Anyone who has been involved in a car accident that was not your fault and you feel like my anxiety is through the roof, I am feeling some type of way, I have to go from this appointment to that, I just need someone to talk to, mm -hmm. I need someone to vent to, have your attorney reach out to Resilient Family Wellness to get you that emotional distress coaching. So you can maximize your quality of life while going through what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And we have a purpose. We are growing by the moment. We are coming up on um, Child Abuse Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. And for that week of April the 17th through the 21st, we are asking everyone to partner and rally with us with our dress against child abuse. We have um, each day we're doing something different. Monday, we are dressing in pajamas. Tuesday, we are dressing tacky. Wednesday, we're asking that individuals wear blue. 
Thursday, find you someone to dress alike to be a twin. And Friday is superhero day because we are all superheroes in our own special way. So that's what we have a purpose is actually gearing up towards in addition to our therapeutic summer program. So that's what we have going on at We Have a Purpose and Resilient Family Wellness. And Taisha M. Bryant is definitely still on tour, um, basically telling my story and encouraging and empowering women to um, to bounce back. And in this season, you will be educated. You will elevate. And it's all about being empowered. Amen. Well, I'll tell you this. Tell our audience how they can get in contact with you. What are your social media handles? Let us have it. Yes, ma'am. Taisha M. Bryant on all social media platforms. Um, my website is www.taishanbryant.com. From there, it will take you to my books, my events, and We Have a Purpose and Resilient Family Wellness can all be found uh, from that site in general. Um, you can text 334-444-6233, whether you need parenting, um, coaching, or emotional distress coaching, you can definitely text that number. And for those who are looking for parenting coaching, just text F them kids, where the F stands for Freedom Foundation and Focus. So we are definitely here for you guys. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taisha. It was a thank pleasure you. having you here on today. I you commend so you for the tremendous work that you are doing and the impact that you are making in social work and providing services to meet the needs of where people are today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. And I love you guys because I can and there's nothing you can do about it. All right. <laughs> Next week, we'll continue to discuss and have conversations about real experiences, personal and professional stories that need to be shared, seen and heard that makes us human. The truth will not be silenced to be seen, to be heard and to be human. The surprise. If you like or leave a positive comment about this show, you will get a shout out. This includes businesses, product services, organization and events. We're giving special shouts out to Anna and Tamika for leaving positive comments about this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout is the best way to launch a professional podcast. Want to ask a question, be a guest, or subscribe to this podcast? The truth will not be silenced. Click on the show link. Thank you for joining us.